Listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225 274 1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. an opportunity to come tonight and be a part of what God is doing here at Hearts East Church. I thank you, Pastor. Um, One of the things that I have been doing for a number of years, and that is to reach out and try to share whatever God has given me with other pastors. And of course, You know, you see someone and you say, you know, Lord, I think I can say something to them or give them some direction. And it don't always turn out the way you really want it to. And so I began to pray a prayer. And I say, Father, the people that you want me to be connected to, draw them to me. Because our time is God's time. And you don't want to invest a lot of time in anything that's not going anywhere. And so when you came to me, it was just a confirmation of what I had been praying about. And that's why we was able to connect. And uh, I love you. I really do. And uh, I haven't had a chance to meet your wife yet, Kelly. Uh, She was in there suffering for the Lord, I think they say. (laughs) in the nursery but we feel very purposeful of being here today now before i get started a few things i want to just sort of get out of the way the bible say let every word be established by two or more witnesses any bible readers in here well i did hear them say that if you have anything at home broke need fixed (laughs) did you all hear that can i get a witness (laughs) do you all rake leave clean you know I want to fill the card up, and sign. I'll, I'll fill my card up, my card out, and I'll drop it in your hand, not the box. <laughs> We're excited about being here. Uh, we do have uh, some of the members of our church came to be with us tonight. I uh, want them to just wave their hand over there. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that is really a setup. That, that means that if you all don't say amen, I brought my amens with me. I see other uh, friends of mine that are here tonight. They said that they would get a chance to come, Brother Archie uh, Miller and uh, the gentleman that's with him. I see you out there. Glad to have you with us. Now, I believe that if the fish are biting, any fisherman in here... Okay, if the fish are biting, you don't have to stay on the pond all day. Amen. Now, I told your pastor today that I'll give him, 
you know, about 45 minutes or an hour of the two hours that he gave me to minister tonight. <laughs> did, did that wake you up tonight? <laughs> we are excited about being here. I'm going to share a word with you tonight that the Lord has placed in our heart. Uh, I don't really believe in preaching sermons. I believe in making deposits. Or you can buy sermons. They sell them at the bookstore. But a deposit is when God has given you something to deposit in the life of someone else that will make their life better than it was before you put in them what God gave you. Anybody want a deposit tonight? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's bow heads in a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you and praise you and bless you for the privilege and the opportunity to come once again into your presence and call upon your name. We humble ourselves before you, for we acknowledge that we are in the presence of the true and living God that you hear us and see us through the blood of Jesus, who is the Christ. Your son you gave out of love to shed his blood for the sins of the world, to give his life so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you, Father, for your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for your anointing that is manifested in this house right now. I bless you for every person here, for those that are on their way, and for every family that is represented. I pray tonight by your word and your spirit that you would meet every need, solve every problem, heal the sick, strengthen the weak, lift up every bowed head, comfort the bereaved, and give us all a closer walk with thee. Don't let us leave the way we came. Let us leave tonight with a renewed mind, a transformed life. Let us leave saying one to the other that it was good to be here. Father, let us experience you tonight, the lack of which we've never known before. Now, Father, we thank you and praise you and bless you in advance for all that you will manifest. I thank you, Father, for the man and woman of God of this house. I lift them up to you. I pray, Father, that you would give them everyone and everything they need to carry out the assignment you have laid before them. Now, Father, we bless you tonight for hearing and asking this prayer. We pray in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And everyone that agree with this prayer said, Amen. Amen. Now, before I take my text, I want to give you a warning. This message tonight will challenge you and change you. If you don't want to be challenged and chained for the better, I'm giving you a warning. You don't want to listen to this message. You will not leave 
the way you came. If you want to go back the way you came, I'm warning you, you don't want to listen to this message here. If you don't want to connect with God's purpose for your life, you don't want to listen to what I'm going to say. Because after hearing what God will say tonight, you will be shaken. You will not be the same. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Beginning at verse number seven. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation that was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. I want to embrace verse number nine. I'll read verse nine again. And then on the count of three, we'll read verse nine together. And it's from verse nine that I'll lift the subject for the message this evening. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. One, two, three. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I want to share with us tonight from this subject the sufficiency of God's grace. The sufficiency of God's grace. Can you say that with me? The sufficiency of God's grace. Again, the sufficiency of God's grace. Will you just look at someone and just say to them, God's grace is sufficient? Come on, will you tell someone else that? God's grace is sufficient. This teaching will accelerate us to our purpose. Purpose is God's reason for our existence. When we understand what God will say to us tonight, we'll know that no matter what happened in our life, when we get connected to purpose, that God is committed to work it out for our good. The sufficiency of God's grace. The most common definition for grace is that it is God's unmerited favor 
toward man. Simply mean that it is a sovereign act of God that there is nothing that we give or do to warrant or merit his grace. And that is a good definition, but it only tells us what grace is, but it doesn't tell us what it does. So I want to give us another definition so we can understand what grace does. Grace is God's omnipotent power working on the behalf of the believer. Omnipotent is one of the attributes of God, simply means that he has all power. So grace is the omnipotent power of God. It is all of the power of God working on the behalf of the believer. How many believe that his grace is sufficient? Grace is all of who God is. Let me say it another way. God is grace and grace is God. The Bible say in John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Verse 14 say and the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God is grace, and grace is God. And God has given us this grace, this power, this ability himself so that we can carry out his reason for our existence. So no one will ever be able to stand before an omnipotent God and give him an excuse for failure. Because God will simply say, no, I grace you. I gave you what you need to do what I call you to do. Now, Grace is the greatest gift that God gave to us because the Bible say that we are saved by grace through faith. It's the gift of God, not a work lest any man should boast. I'm going to say that again. We are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not a work lest any man should boast. Now, somebody say, well, now, if grace saved us, I thought Jesus saved us. Well, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Because God is grace, and grace is God. You get the tape and play it over and you're going to get this. Now, God has given us, this is a shaken meeting. And God has given us everything that we need to fulfill what he called us to do. The Bible say in Ephesians 4 and 7, he has given us the grace according to the gift. Whatever your gift, your talent, and your ability are, God graced you before he gave you the gift. Because God always gives answers before problems show up. 
God didn't put us in the earth just to recycle us back to heaven. We are here on kingdom business. If God wanted you in heaven, he'd have kept you there. Because we came out of God. We were in the mind of God before mama and daddy came together. God already knew us. And mama and daddy was the vehicle that God used to get his purpose in the earth. You're here on a divine assignment from God. You're not just passing through. You have work to do. You have been created to carry out an assignment. And you're the only one that can do it. And God is waiting on you to be about your father's business. Grace, grace lies dormant until it is activated by faith. Now, remember what grace is. Grace is God's omnipotent power working on our behalf. It's God's favor. It's God's ability working on our behalf. It's all of who God is working on our behalf. But this grace, this power, this favor, it lies dormant until it is activated or unless, until it is awakened by faith. In other words, you got to be doing something. You don't need grace if you're not doing anything. You don't need favor if you're not going anywhere, if you're not doing anything. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. Psalm 119, 105 say, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. A lamp gives you enough light to make one step at a time, but it gets brighter as you go. Because God always gives you more as you go than he do when you start. Some people are standing still waiting on God to give them something to go. God say, no, take off and I'll give you something. Because you know where you're going when you're standing still. Nowhere. Grace, grace, grace. Maybe I can help us to understand grace this way. We have been graced by God. When you was called, when you was born again, God gave you what you need. Even before we were formed in the belly, he said, I knew thee. So he gave us what we needed in the beginning. But it lies down dormant until it's activated by faith. See, you're really stronger than you really think you are. But it just takes something to wake it up. See, you can run faster than you think you can run. Just let a bad dog get behind you. I promise you, you're going to get a revelation. But you don't have the need to do that if you don't have anything pushing you. So you already have what you need. I'm going to say that again. What you need, you already have. It's already in there. It's like prego is in there. Anybody ever heard of Popeye? Popeye the seller man. You know the guy used to beat him up all the time. Brutus. Pluto. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all. 
They didn't show that in England, so you don't, I'm not talking to you, Pastor. Popeye the cellar man. His strength was in his spinach can. And he carried a can of spinach everywhere he went. And when Olive Oil get in trouble, she said, Popeye. And Popeye come to her rescue. Pluto would take and choke him and beat him up. And all Popeye want to do is get to his grace. If already was in him, he was just trying to get to it. He wasn't trying to run and find it. It was already in him. If he could just get to it and get it in him, then he gets strong. Well, can I tell you that you got your grace already in you? You just got to go down in there and pull it up because it lies dormant until you do something. My Baptist is going to come out of me in a minute. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Grace, hear me, is God's backup for those that do their part. God will not do what you can do. When you do your part, grace will kick in. That's why you never sit and wait. All you do is just take off. Start where you are and God will supply you with what you need on your way. Sometimes we pray and God give me a revelation. God said no, all, the revelation is you get up and get going. Because you are on an assignment from God. You're called to make a difference. You're not ordinary. You're not just meandering through life. You are a person of purpose. And you have within you the grace of God, the ability of God, the favor of God, the anointing of God to finish your assignment. You don't want to leave the earth without carrying out what God called you to do. You want to be a finisher. Now, let's look at this grace. Grace is our backup for those that do their part. You got to obey what the word of God say, do what you're supposed to do, and then grace will be there to help you. You cannot sit idle and expect grace to kick in. Grace is for moving vessels. It's for people that's going somewhere and doing something. Now, Grace, the Bible says, will keep us from sinning. Can I talk about sin for just a minute? Bishop, you just don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the temptation, the test, and the trial. Well, the Bible says in Romans 5 and 20, where sin abound, grace did much more abound. It doesn't matter what the enemy release against you. God's grace will rise up to the occasion. So you'll never say, I couldn't help myself. Grace say, yes, you could. Grace keep us from sinning. 
and grace is for good works. The Bible says that we have been created unto good works. We're supposed to be working. We are supposed to be doing something. Give God a plan and God will give you the grace. Dig a hole and God will fill it. Dream beyond your means. I'm going to say that again. Dream beyond your means. Don't look at your pocketbook. Your pocketbook going to tell you you can't. Your circumstances will tell you that you cannot. But grace say I can. Grace, I'm coming to my first close. Grace is released proportionally to the challenge. Remember, it lies dormant until it is activated by faith. And it is released proportionally to the challenge. So that whatever the challenge is, grace is always sufficient. The Bible says that in the book of Samuel, when the prophet went down to Jesse's house to anoint David as king. He knew that there was a king in that house. And Jesse brought his sons out, the ones he thought was the king. And David was so insignificant to his family that the prophet said, you must have another son in this house. And the daddy had to think, well, uh, oh, you're talking about David. It's like they had forgotten about him. And Samuel said, we will not sit down until you bring him in. We will not sit down. Father, brothers, we will not sit down until you bring him in. Because you don't sit in the prison of a king. There's a king out in the field. We're going to bring him in. The all fell on him. And the Bible say that he was anointed from that day forward. He was graced from that day forward. And as soon as the grace, the anointing, the ability of God came on him, it attracted challenges. So he go back out into the field. He was anointed, but his appointed time had not come. But he was anointed from that time forward because grace perfect you for where God want to take you. You don't want to be appointed before you are anointed. So now David go back tending his father's flock. And a lion comes in and snatch one of the lambs. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord, grace. I call it lying grace. 
Because grace is released proportionally to the challenge. He slay the lion and he take back the lamb. Then on another occasion, a bear come in. And just like the lion, he snatch a lamb. And the anointing of God comes upon David. I call it bear grace. And like the lion, he destroyed the bear and snatched the lamb and put it back in the fold. And it was all getting him ready for Goliath. I call it Goliath grace. Because grace is released proportionally to the challenge that you have. So you'll never give an excuse for failure. We have what we need. To do what God called us to do. We just need to be shaken. So that what's on the inside of us can get all stirred up on the inside of us. When Popeye got spinach, he didn't go look for it. It was already there. He just had to go in and get what was there. The other day in my office, they had a little small cane of pineapple juice. I had to shake it. If you don't shake it and you just pour it in the cup, it just is not the same. But when I was shaking it, I wasn't trying to get pineapples to get in the can. I was shaking what was already in the can. I was just stirring it up. So when I drink it, it can do what the original intent of it was. You've been graced. And sometimes God has to shake us to awake us to what's on the inside of us so we can do what he called us to do. My second close. God doesn't deliver us. He helps us to overcome. <laughs> There are some things that you will never be delivered from every day. You got to learn how to overcome them. You know, you know, you, you, you married some folks. You're not going to get delivered from. You're going to have to learn. When couples come to me sometime with that challenge and I know that there's no answer to it I just tell them God grace is sufficient <laughs> let's go on back home God grace is sufficient he will help you to overcome and he will keep you in whatever situation that you're in so it it doesn't Deliver us, it helps us to overcome. We see it in our text. The Apostle Paul, the writer of two-thirds of the New Testament, globetrotter for God, man full of zeal, but now he's buffeted by a messenger of Satan. 
He went to the third heaven and he, he had, he seen things and he heard things that was not lawful for a man to speak. He was in the very presence. And if anybody would get their prayer answered, I'm thinking it ought to be Paul. And he go to God and he lay his case before God. I got this messenger of Satan that buffet me. Shaking me and, and causing me turmoil. And I need you to take it out of here. Get rid of it so I can go ahead and do what you called me to do. And God say, I'm not going to do anything. In fact, God say, I cannot do anything. Look how you're looking at me. He didn't say that, did he? That God could not do anything. About Paul, thorn in the flesh. That's what he said. Well, you're going to have to prove that to me. I'm reading y'all. He go and he sought the Lord twice, three times. And God say, I'm not going to do it because I can't. Not Paul. Look, God, I'm this. I'm Paul. Listen. Grace is God, and God is grace, and grace is all of who God is. God, you don't get God in in, in pieces. He don't come in a half a pint and a pint. You got him. You get all of him. So he was saying to him, you praying to me to take it away. I cannot take it away because my grace is sufficient. And when I gave you my grace, I gave you all of who I am. I don't have anything else to give you. Oh, you, you'll get that one. 1010 tomorrow, y'all meet by 1010 tomorrow, you're going to get that. Grace is the power and the ability of God. It's all of who God is. God said, Paul, I don't have nothing else to give you. I've given you my grace, and my grace is sufficient. You have everything that you need for every challenge that you have. Because something you will not be delivered from, you got to learn to live with. But his grace is sufficient. So then... Paul gets the revelation that we need to get. He said, okay. In verse 9, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So he said, therefore, I take pleasure. In infirmity. Wait a minute. You were just praying a few minutes ago to take it away. Now you take pleasure in infirmity, in reproaches, in necessity, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong that the power of God may rest upon me. You've been graced. You have been graced. To finish 
your assignment in life. God grace you when he saved you. He sealed you with his spirit. And you have been graced. He graced Adam and Eve in Genesis 1. And God blessed them, verse 28, 128. And God blessed them. That word blessed me, he graced them. And then he commanded them. Then he said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and take dominion. And don't give me no excuse because I grace you. What's your excuse? What are you waiting on? What move of God are you waiting on? What miraculous sign do you want? I told you that you couldn't leave the way you came. Because you're going to leave knowing that you've been graced. You're going to leave knowing that you have within you now what you need to finish. And it's activated when you do something. You move out by faith. I want to go back to school, but I don't have no money. Go and do something. Grace is for moving vessels. You may have a call of God upon your life, and you're trying to figure out how you're going to do it. Step out by faith, and grace will manifest on your behalf. You don't know. Who God will put in your path with the resource, the influence, and the ability to help you. Because grace will network on your behalf. He will speak to people in the night hour concerning you when you're doing something. So I say to you tonight as I close this my last close before my next close. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humble is when you acknowledge, Lord, I can't, but you can. Grace gives you a boldness, not an arrogance, but a boldness in God. I know I'm going to do this. I've been graced to do this. Can I just talk to those persons that's married for a minute? When it seems though the winds of opposition blow against you, you just need to know you grace. You have what you need to hang in there. Those of you that's on a job and you just hate to go to that job, you just don't know the demons on that job. You've been graced. Family members that don't understand you and you want to write them off, don't put the eraser on them. You've been graced. Whatever you confront in life as a child of God, you need to know you've been graced. I'm winning. I'm overcoming. I'm being victorious. I'm being successful. I will come out on top because I realize I have been graced. And I'm on an assignment from God. And when I connect to my purpose, God commits himself to make sure I get everything I need so I can finish. You may have sickness in your body, but if you connect to your purpose, you will not die.
die, but you're going to live because you've been graced to live. When you don't know about, understand grace, you give up easily. And you'll pray prayers. Take this, take this. God said, no, my grace is sufficient. Because there are some things we need to learn, and you can only learn them through opposition. But grace will keep you in there. It'll turn that heat down so you can handle it. And God will let you stay in the oven until you're done. If you bring that cake out before it's time, it's going to fall. It looks good, but any little movement, it's going to collapse on you. So Paul had some challenges. All of us will. Where there is no challenge, there is no fulfillment. Oh, my, that's, that's good there. Where there is no challenge, there is no fulfillment. You learn to appreciate things when you have to, a challenge. Any hunters in the house? Okay, so I may have got the wrong crowd. Y'all don't fish, you don't hunt. But a hunter don't want to, he don't want that rabbit standing still. He want that rabbit to run. It's no fulfillment and shooting a rabbit just standing right there. Run! Because where there is no challenge, there is no fulfillment. And we learn to appreciate and grow and mature out of our challenges. With no challenge, your prayer life would be like, well, y'all don't know what sweet water is. Challenges help perfect us. David was anointed at 17 to be the king, but he cannot be the king until he learned how to fight lions, bears, and giants. But he had the grace at 17 for the assignment, but he had to go through something. He had to come from the palace, from the field to the palace, but he had to go through something to get there. The way to the promised land is through the wilderness. But the grace of God is sufficient. It will keep you. It will sustain you. I'm closing. Seriously at this time. (laughs) Pastor, about 10 years ago now, the Lord put in my heart to go on television didn't have a camera, didn't have a light. All I had was a word. Never been on television before, didn't know zip about television, but I heard the Lord speak to me about it. And I didn't know this then. And so I began to talk about it television. The Lord told me to go on television. And of course, when you don't have no money, and no, you don't have a, a video camera, you don't have anything. All you have is a word. But I began to speak the word 
And I began to inquire about cameras. I did tell you that grace is for moving vessels. When you do something, God give you more as you go than he do when you start. That's why most people stay in one place. They're waiting on the Lord. They, when the Lord give me something, I'm No, God said, you better take off or you won't get anything. And so I began to inquire, looking for a used camera, going on television. Don't have no money. But I was grace. And I was talking to a friend of mine, a pastor out of New York. And I was telling him, that the Lord spoke to me about television. I have someone looking for some cameras. And we were walking into a clothing store. And my phone rang. And on the other end, the person say, Pastor, I just located some used cameras. And the person want $1,500. Now, I don't have eye water to cry with. $1,500. And my excitement, I told the pastor, I said, man, they done found camera, $1,500. He said, I'll pay for them. He bought the cameras. Now we need other equipment, and I'm talking about it, and it started coming in. Now once you go on TV, now how you going to pay for it? You own that, but how you going to stay on? And God had a lady that was a part of a church for 40 years she came and joined our church and she bought every tape every video every every time i opened my mouth whatever it was recorded on she bought it every month in advance which was enough to pay the note of the payment for being on television god had her tucked away and preserved waiting on me to hear and adhere to what he said And I want to say to you as I leave, and I've had a chance to look around, and I can see that God has been gracious and kind. But the best is still yet to come. And as you move out in faith, realizing that you have within you the ability of God, all of who God is, his omnipotent power working on your behalf, and there will be nothing, Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to him that believe. God bless you and God keep you. Amen. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard. But we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.